Welcome to Keep the 100, the voice of the people. I'm your host, Marshall, and I would like to thank everyone that I got the chance to talk to this week about my podcast. I think this podcast is a good way for us to share our stories and connect. You know, just like driving for Uber. You know, it's a way for not just for us to get your money, but a way for us to connect as a community. Now, I've been driving for Uber for about four years and over 11,000 trips. Now, that's a lot of stories to be told here. And I would like to share some tips to maybe better your experience as a rider in an Uber. First of all, you should look at uh, who's picking you up. You know, the making model of the vehicle and the tag plate. That will ease some of the tension or anxiety that you have about uh, who's there to pick you up. So that way you won't always think that somebody's about to do some harm to you. I mean, look at their bio. Uh, look at their rating. Get kind of familiar. Now, us as drivers, we can't see everything while we're driving about you. But at least you'll have some information about us. So that way you'll feel a little bit comfortable. Try to talk to your driver. Most drivers will talk to you have a conversation with you. And you'll understand that they just want to get you in a safe place. You know, you can't just drop people off like Amazon packages. Say, hey, uh, okay, I'm done. See you later. But also, if you're going out for the evening and you're going out drinking, pretext your destination. Wherever you're going to after you go from the bar to make sure that you're going to the right place. I have so many people that used to traveling and when they going for, to the bar, they're going from the bar and actually we, instead of taking them home, they end up putting that they're going to the airport. And I'm like, hey, you know, um... Where are you going to right now? Oh, I'm going home. Oh, we on our way to the airport because they're so used to traveling. You know, I had one guy, he lived in Blue Springs. We just come from like Power and Light. And we was going to the airport and we was going in the totally opposite direction. I also had another experience where uh, this guy, he was coming from a wedding. And we ended up at some lady's door. I mean, he's basically, um, I tried to help him out of the car and help him up to the door and everything. And he fell into the bush. And I was like, man, what am I going to do now? So I ended up calling the police to try to help me out. And when they got there, he had crawled out of the bush and was banging himself up against the wall. He woke this woman up and, and startled her. And she ended up calling the police and found out that the police was already outside the door. And they looked at his license and everything. He was so embarrassed after he seen that the police were there. They looked at his license and found out that he lived way across town. And as I'm driving up to the house that was on his license, kind of found out that his the address on his license was his mom's house. He lived somewhere else. So it's a lot of things that happen like that. Or um, we don't know you as drivers. So if you don't have the right information, you know, that you plug in, we have no way of finding you or knowing where to take you. You know, in dealing that Uber doesn't have a a app as far as directions. They use a third party, which is Google or Waves. Now, when you go, and it messes up sometimes. So if you go to an apartment complex, you might be on the other side of the building or has hard a hard time trying to find where you exactly at in your apartment complex. Now, the best thing to do if this keeps happening, first of all, 
you should call your Uber or text them and let them know that, hey, it's been taking you to this address, but when you come into my apartment complex, give directions so that way they can better find you. Or answer your phone when your Uber driver calls you. I text every time and say, hey, I arrived. Or I try calling. And people have this thing set up on their phone to where if you don't know the number, it goes straight to voicemail. And that makes it harder for your driver to find you, especially when you're out at a bar. And being in certain locations, like Westport, uh, take for example, no matter where you text your location in Westport, it'll take you to the Uber pickup spot because the police want one designated pickup area. And that's why I call and text and let people know, hey, uh, what bar are you at so I can come to your location? Or we arrange a good, safe place to pick you up because they barricade uh, that area down after a certain time, you know, depending on what's going on, it, mostly during the weekend. So I need contact to know where to pick you up at. And understand, most of the time it's, it's a, um, it may be a little wait because you might be dropping somebody off. The driver might be dropping somebody off. It's best to go ahead and wait for that driver because you might cancel that ride and then your next ride may be further out. So you might want to take that into consideration. Um, another thing is don't let your friend just throw you in the Uber and you don't verify the address that you're going to. I had a person that was actually just called the Uber for their friend, put them in, in the car and say, hey, take them home. And that wasn't the correct address. It was like five miles from where they was trying to go to. Because, you know, being on Kansas City and Kansas City, Missouri, some of the streets are the same. It runs on both sides. And some of the addresses may be the same. It might be southeast, northwest. So always verify that that location is where you're trying to go to. And even though, I mean, that may even be messed up. You know, I had a, um, a woman, she had, she went to a function. Her friend called her Uber. I got her to the house. She passed out in the back of the car and everything. And that's my worst fear, that somebody's going to pass out. And I'm like, okay, um, you know, somebody's going to be home. Um, or are you, she going to be good enough to get in the house? Or they going to be good enough to get in the house or whatever? So I got into the house and I knocked on the door because it was called in the driveway. So I knocked on the door and nobody came to the door. But I heard a dog behind the door and all of a sudden the dog got quiet. So I'm like, okay, somebody's in the house. So I walked back out and tried to wake her up. And all of a sudden the husband comes out the door, but he wouldn't come off the porch. And he's just yelling for his wife. And I'm like, hey, uh, you going to help me? You know, you, do you know this woman? So I, I gathered up all her belongings, and she sort of kind of came around and everything. I'm hopping up the steps. So the guy backs up, you know, and he's like looking me up and down like I was on a date with his wife. And I'm like, um, are you going to, you know, grab her or, you know, help her into the house? And he looked me up and down like, what's up? 
I'm like, dude, you know, I'm trying to, you know, help her and you're not giving no assistance. You know, um, but it's, it's interesting. You know, I don't, I don't know, was he mad at me or was he mad at her for not inviting him or whatever. But stuff like that, I mean, people entrust us to get them home and, you know, all this, you know, just there's a lot of responsibilities. And I don't mind doing that. You know, I have calls where uh, businesses like uh, Quick Trip asked me to take uh, parts out to one of their stores because they didn't want to drive and everything. And that's fine. You know, I have taken a dog to Iowa from the uh, airport just because the family couldn't get the dog on the plane. So the guy paid me to take the dog to Iowa. I mean, he entrusted me with his dog. He didn't know me, but from the short time that we drove from the um, the hotel to the airport, and trusted me with his dog to get to Iowa. And I got the dog to Iowa to the address that he told me. The person didn't answer the phone, didn't answer a text. So I had no choice but to drop the dog off at the door and leave. Because I was so tired. I was driving all night. And it was like a two hour and ten minute drive. You know. And I'm pretty much the person that people call when they, when nobody else will pick them up. I'll take those long trips. You know, my, I think the longest trip that I've uh, done was about two hours and ten minutes. And most people are surprised when they, you know, they ask, hey, is it okay? You know, we driving to St. Joe. Are we driving to Sedalia? Or... You know, these long trips. And I have no problem taking you. As long as I don't got to work the next day, I'll take you anywhere you want to go. And it surprises one woman when she was down at the plaza. And she was like, um, yeah, we going to our hotel. But I'm like, ma'am, this hotel is not in this state. She said, oh, no, no. I, I put the wrong address. But she told me the hotel and I knew exactly where she was going to. And she was like, uh, would you have taken us to there if we wanted to? I was like, yeah. You know, I got no problem. If you want to go, I'll take you. Because I had confidence that my vehicle is going to get us damn back with no problems. Because I always make sure that my vehicle is up to par. And after I dropped her off, um, I looked at my uh, account. And I seen that she gave me like a $70 tip. You know. And people are very appreciative when you treat them like human beings. You know. No, I'm not going to offer you uh, alcohol like I've seen some Uber drivers do. But that was mostly in the college town. I'm not trying to get you tipsy, you know, try to take a manager or anything like that. Um, I don't offer candy because, uh, candy because of the pandemic, you know. But I do keep bottled water in the back of my car just in case something happens. Um, I just treat people like humans. I try to have a conversation. I feel as though if you want to talk, I'll talk to you. I tell jokes or whatever. Uh, anything to make you comfortable. Play music. So that way we can have a more enjoyable uh, ride while we're trying to go wherever you're going to. You know, the one thing that we really can do is be a personal escort service. Like I get a lot of people saying, hey, can I request you uh, later on or whatever? And I'm like, no, nah, because... I drive all over Kansas City, so I can be anywhere in the city at any time, you know, within 20 minutes. So for me to stop what I'm doing to come pick you up, 
I mean, I would love to do it, but it's not feasible. It's not, um, it wouldn't work for me or you because I could be, you know, so far away and then you had to wait additional time. It, it wasn't work out. But, um, and I, I drive, you know, I try to, I try to stay out there as long as possible. So that way, uh, especially during the weekend, so nobody be stranded. I had a couple times where I was out, um, had a ride out in Lenexa or in Olita. And people were like, well, I'm glad you was out here because it was no cars available. And I didn't want to get have to sleep uh, in my office or on a bench because there was no rides. You know what I'm saying? The longer you stay out there, you take a chance of a Uber driver or a Lyft driver not being in your local area. So always take that in consideration. You know, always have a backup plan just in case there's no rides available. But if you do get somebody, I mean, it is very frustrating because I've been on both sides of the corner. I've been a driver and a passenger. Text or contact your Uber driver to let them know your situation. Always make sure that your phone has a full charge. I had so many people, you know, uh, request a drive. And then their battery is almost dead. And I'm the last person that they had contact with. And I had one guy, his battery had went dead. He started walking. Keep in mind, when you're doing Uber and you request a ride, it is not a tracking beacon. beacon. We cannot track you if you start walking. You know, you need to stay in that, that place that you requested that ride to. Or if they tell you to go to a pickup spot, you need to go there. Because we cannot track you when you when you start moving around. We have no way to know where you are. I know where you requested the ride from, and that's about it. So if your phone is dead, then I have no way of contacting you, or your driver has no way of contacting you. So always make sure that your phone has a good charge. Carry a USB cord just in case if you need to charge. Everybody has like a, a port to charge your phone. And most bars, they have they, they the waitress or the bartender has an adapter. The adapter is interchangeable, but your USB cord uh, that connects to your phone, you know, everybody got a different phone. They got iPhones, Droids, or whatever. So you need to make sure that you carry your your uh, USB cord with you. So that way, if you do need a charge, you know, you can probably get in contact with somebody that has an adapter and an energy source for you. Or buy a battery pack. You can get a um, a portable battery pack that's as flat as your phone from Home Depot or uh, Amazon or even Walmart. You know, and just take a um, a rubber band and just put it on your phone. You know, wrap it to your phone so that way you can make sure you got a good charge no matter where you go at. I mean, anything to help you be safe. You know, and to make sure that your driver gets you. You know where you need to be at is is all a better. We don't need um, all. Is too much going on in Kansas City right now. You know that we don't need people just out there, just wandering around at nighttime and not able to get home, or you gotta walk, you know, so many miles or whatever. So always keep that in mind. Um, also, if if you really been drinking and you think you gotta vomit. You might want to tell your driver that beforehand or, you know, keep in mind that, hey, uh, I may need to stop 
you know, because I, I'm feeling nauseous or whatever, because you don't want to pay that, that cleanup fee, you know, and that would ruin your driver's night to have you vomit in his car. So, so keep that in mind also. Um, and why I'm try to be patient with your drivers, you know, don't, when they come up to you, don't immediately thinking that, Hey, you hear the homie. I mean, you called them. I mean, literally you called them and you looking at them like, uh, I'm gonna come look you down. If they don't get home safely and everything, that's, that's uncomfortable. Your, your driver, you pay for a ride. Your driver is a contractor. He can cancel your ride or they can cancel your ride at any given time. If you being belligerent or rude to your driver, they can drop you off, you know, anywhere and say, hey, you need to get out of my car. You know, so respect goes on both ways. You know, I'm hoping that the Uber driver that you get will be just respectful to you as you are to them. You know, most most people, they just look at it like, hey, I just want to get you there as fast as I can so I can get the next buck. Me, I take more responsibility of making sure that uh, the people that ride with me are comfortable and safe. I mean, that's just me. I was in the military, you know, the Marine Corps for eight years, the Army for three, and I just take a responsibility of this is another way of serving. You know, I want to make sure that everybody's good to go. Now, you can't, um, you can't satisfy everybody, and I understand that. You know, to each his own, but I, I do my part. At least I try to. You know, and another thing, if you don't answer your phone, or you don't text your driver when they say, hey, uh, I'm here and they can't get in contact with you. You know, they can they can cancel you, you know, and just go on to the next person. And then you just wasted all your time preparing to leave and then they gone. And it's not really their fault because if they try to contact you and you didn't answer, then that's on you. You know, and you got to keep in mind that you should be monitoring your phone if you requested a ride, you should be monitoring your phone to make sure that ride is on its way and so you won't be late or be stranded. I mean, that just helped both parties because I hate to drive a long distance and then have to get a cancellation fee because somebody didn't respond in a timely manner. I mean, even if I say, hey, I arrived, just text me back and say, hey, you know, okay, so that way we had some interaction and, and I don't feel like I'm abandoned or is it some kind of prank call? Um, driving to Kansas City is kind of unusual because uh, the traffic here is is kind of awkward. It's like um, it fluctuates a lot. So the best way to do is like when you are driving, it's like a team effort. If you think that your driver can the, the directions is not is taking you a long way or you prefer a different route you might want to talk to your driver about that because it will help them out if if you take a different route and it's faster i mean that's good for you and good for them you know they can get on to the next ride but you gotta you gotta instead of looking down at your phone and you know talking on the phone or whatever you should be monitoring which way you're going so that way if they can take a shorter route or avoid traffic you should let them know. You know, I mean, you paying for the ride, you should be able to designate which way you want to go. Now, Uber does allow up to three stops. So, 
if you plan on doing more than one stop, make sure that they are in order. And let your driver know, hey, I got multi-stops or whatever, so they'll know. Um, if you need to change your destination for any reason, I would, you know, just inform your driver and say, hey, uh, okay, I'm not going to that destination. I'm going to this destination instead or whatever. So that way they feel more comfortable and know what's going on. Because you start making changes while they drive it, it's going to frustrate the driver, you know, because um, they have enough pressure, you know, just out here driving alone because people like the tailgate, you know, driving the high bands at light time and all this other stuff. So they have enough pressure as is. So get, uh, just having a conversation with your driver kind of gets them at ease and say, you know, because they want to do the best job. Hopefully they want to do the best job that they can. But um, that'll help everybody out. In the long run so i hope these tips will make your riding in uber or lyft more uh enjoyable and i'll see you next time on keeping it 100 the voice of the people have a good evening